What's happening? Hello, uh, I'm Adam Rowe. Welcome to my podcast, the What's Happening podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode three. It is Monday, the sixteenth of October. Let's have a laugh. Hope your weekend's been good. Thanks to everyone who's downloaded so far. The first two episodes, feedback's been really good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I've had a weird weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I. I haven't had much sleep. I feel a bit grumpy. This is like my fourth attempt at recording this podcast. That's why it's late. I kept going to record it yesterday to release on Monday morning. I just kept getting fucking wound up and shouting. I don't want, I don't want to be shouting at you guys, you know? So yeah, that's why it's a bit late. I was in a grumpy mood yesterday. I was in Sheffield this weekend and Saturday night at three o'clock in the morning, someone set the fire alarm off in the hotel. At three o'clock in the morning. So you wake up terrified and tired. We're on the ninth floor. We had to walk all the way down the stairs because you can't use a lift in a fire. You know, that's the number one time you do want to use a lift. To get out the fucking building in time. I've never understood that. Maybe if, could you tell me? If, you, if you're listening and you know, tell me why you don't use lifts in case of a fire. I don't know. And we got a, I had the missus with me. And we got all the way down to the ground floor. And the second we got down there, they were like, oh, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Just a, just a drill. Just a fucking drill. It's three o'clock in the morning. You twat. I'll be honest with you. I was annoyed that the building wasn't on fire. I'd have rather the building being on fire. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous. I didn't want anyone hurt, injured, dead, anything like that. But I wanted to be out of bed for a reason. I didn't want to be down there just so that the hotel staff are double-checking you know, that the residents will get out in time. It's three o'clock in the fucking morning. Do it at two in the afternoon. You dick. Oh. Yeah, and then I, I couldn't get back asleep because I'm now thinking, what if it wasn't a drill? What if it wasn't a false alarm? And there actually is a fire in the building and they just haven't found it and they're just trying to calm people down. That's how my anxious brain works. As soon as you set it off, it just starts running and running and running and running and running. What if it's terrorists? Maybe we should switch rooms. Like, that'll make a difference. I used to do that, you know. You know, if I ever got on a bus and there was a guy on who I think looked suspicious, like he was, like, fumbling in his bag, his bag had wires coming out of it, and I managed to convince myself. I'm talking, like, post-9-11, post-7-7. I was a kid. And I was terrified of terrorism. If I was on a bus and a guy had like a bag with wires coming out of it and he was fiddling with it and I was, I'd convince myself that this guy was going to blow the bus up. You know what I would do? I would move seats. <laughs> oh, how shit would that bomb have to be to make that an effective life-saving method? Like these bombs have got a three bus seat blast radius. It'd have to be in a carrier bag in case it wasn't powerful enough to get through the fucking rucksack. <laughs> so that's my weekend I also had a couple of little bickers with the missus little fights because I don't do the dishes the hair dishes but I told her I'd do them and then that ended up in a fight and wound it up round to it being my fault for not doing them I was probably the dick I'll be honest with you nine times out of ten when we argue it's my fucking fault I can't win arguments I can't win them. I can't anticipate 
someone's next move well enough. You know, sometimes I'll plan arguments in advance. <laughs> For any like non-lunatics listening to this who don't know what I'm talking about, what I mean is, if I if I've like been texting me me misses all day and we're having a little a little bicker, a little argument, and you know when you get in and you see each other, there's going to be a proper fight. I'll plan that argument out in my head so that I can win it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, I'll be thinking, right, I'm going to come in and I'll start with that. I'll say this. And if I say that, I know what she's going to say. She's going to bring that up. She'll say that. And then I'll say this. And then she'll say that. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But what about this? Boom. And I'll go through it step by step by step. And I'll get to the end convinced that I'm going to win. And then I go home. We start fighting. And then I get pissed off because she won't stick to the fucking script that I've wrote. (laughs) She's got her own ideas. I've spent all day working on a play and she's got her own lines. <sighs> yeah. So I lost the arguments. We're fine now. We never have serious arguments. It's always just fucking stupid stuff. Why haven't you done the dishes? Why have you left the toilet seat up? Because I forgot. I don't care as much as you do about these things. Like, I'll leave the dishes all dirty and then when I need one, I'll wash that one dish and use it. I don't need a cupboard full of them. We never have people round. It's just me and you. It takes two seconds to clean two dishes. Let's just do that. Let's keep them all dirty. And we'll just clean two at a time. (laughs) I'm a fucking slob. Um, Going to do a bit more shopping today. Did a bit of shopping yesterday. By the way, I went shopping for new trainers yesterday. I've got... I bought one pair of trainers a couple of weeks ago to wear on stage because they're more comfortable because during the Edinburgh Fringe this year I was wearing Vans and I was I was flying on the street, w- running up and down this street for like four or five hours a day and now the bottom of my right foot, and I apologise for how disgusting this is, is all blister. So it's so painful just from wearing Vans because they're just not comfortable enough. So I bought some trainers and they're comfy so I went to get a new pair. What is it? Maybe I was in a bad mood yesterday, so maybe this is just me, but I've noticed this before. What is it with shoe store employees asking, do you need help the second you walk in the fucking door? I don't know yet. I walked in yesterday to office in Liverpool, and the guy's like, hi, can I help you with anything? It's like, I don't know yet, mate. I don't know. I'm looking for shoes. That's why I'm in a shoe shop. But I need to find the shoe. I need to have a look at what you've got going on first, don't I? And he goes, well, if obviously I didn't say that. I was like, oh, I'm just looking for now, obviously. And he's like, well, if you see any you like, let me know and I'll come and help you. I was like, yeah, I know how shops work. I know. I'm not going to be walking around here, mate, just thinking, oh my God, look at this. They've only got right foot shoes. They must have had a load of one-legged left leg people come in and buy all the left shoes. I understand how a shoe store works. I'm 25 years of age and it's 2017. This isn't my first shoe store rodeo. I find the shoe I want. I come to you. Go get me that in a a size 7. <laughs> I've got freakishly small feet for an adult man. Um, Get get me this. You know, I know it works. It's, it's too American for me. The high can I help you? Yeah, you maybe you can, but give me ten minutes and I'll let you know. If not, fuck off. 
it's just me being in a mood. It's not my, sorry to Gary at office yesterday. If I appeared grumpy, mate, you were just doing your job, not your fault. We were actually, the reason we're shopping today, we're going to go shopping. And then the in-laws, the in-laws are coming round. We're going shopping because we're, we need to get some Halloween decorations because me and the missus moved in with each other a few weeks ago and we haven't had a housewarming party yet. And I wanted a housewarming party and she wanted a Halloween party. So what we've done is just said we'll delay the housewarming party, have it as a Halloween party and we all get what we want. She is going as the little girl from Despicable Me and I have to go as the like her dad, which is freaky as fuck to me but she can have whatever she wants as long as there's going to be plenty of beer at this party i'll dress up whatever she wants she wants me in string i'll wear it she wants me in a mankini i'll wear it she wants me to be a minion fucking grew the dad from despicable me i don't care i'll do whatever she wants as long as there's going to be rum and bottles of peroni in the fridge <laughs> we're gonna have a little party just a, a little quiet one invite the neighbors a few friends yeah so that's that's what I've been doing over the weekend. Fire alarms and shopping. Ah, uh, yeah. I had to. Uh, I've also had to delete someone on Facebook this weekend for the first time ever. I've never done this before. I don't delete people on Facebook because I don't even delete like ex girlfriends. I always wait for them to delete me because then I feel like I've won. <laughs> Oh, I'm so childish and competitive. I see that as a victory. If I wait for them to delete me, I'm getting deleted out of someone's life and I see that as me winning just because I've held out longer. But yeah, I don't delete people. But there was just this one girl. She's been on my Facebook for years. I don't really know her. But she just won't shut up. She's one of these meme girls. You know the people who live their lives by quotes on Facebook? Like, people don't take advice anymore. But everyone thinks they know best. But people will live their lives by advice as long as it's written over a sunset and pasted onto Facebook. Dreams are just realities you haven't lived yet. They'll share that over a sunset with, oh my God, so true. Doesn't even make fucking sense. Do you know what I dreamed about last night? I was walking through the woods and I became a bear. I was just a bear for a bit. That's not a reality, I haven't lived yet, it's fucking nonsense, that's what dreams are. Anyway, I've had to delete her. She's just one of these nightmare girls who air their entire life on Facebook. She's got MUA in her name, so it was like her full name and then afterwards MUA. If you don't know what that means, that means she's a makeup artist. This girl's a makeup artist because... She's a qualified makeup artist because this one time she was going on a night out with the girls and one of them went, will you do my eyelashes? And she killed them for her. And then she's the makeup artist. That's all it takes these days to qualify as a makeup artist. As long as you've got a car and or you can lend your dad's car and you own some makeup, you're a fucking makeup artist. So that's what she is. I've seen her share that one quote from Madeleine Monroe about 150 times. You know, the... If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. So you just know she's a fucking nightmare in a relationship, this girl. <laughs> you can't share that post, that meme, that quote, if you're not annoying. You know, the level of entitlement with that quote 
If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. My translation of that is, I'm going to be a prick a lot of the time. And you better say nothing about it or you'll never see me not be a prick. I'm so good when I'm not being a prick that you have to put up silently with all the bullshit that comes with that. Do you know how arrogant that is? <laughs> anyway, she shared stuff like that for years and I haven't deleted her because I've just wrote jokes about her and not named her. But I just, I've just got sick of reading it now. The one she shared yesterday, it was just her status. It was, I'm just sick of lads who seem nice the first and end up being arseholes and change their status from in a relationship to single. And she's obviously been fucked over by a lad, which is obviously not cool, but I know she was with, and he's a doorman, which there's nothing wrong with that. I've got a lot of friends who are doorman, okay? And some of them are really sound lads, but this is lad is a, lot, a known smash your head in Dorman and he sells drugs like did did she really think he was going to be an angel in a relationship he beats people up for a living and sells drugs think about that what are you saying oh I just want me Prince Charming that's all I want I want a Prince Charming but one who sells beacon chokes me in bed that's what I really want I want Prince Charming to know Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that's what I'm after you're fucking insane lower your expectations just a little tiny bit just a little tiny bit. Ah. Yeah. So she's gone. Can't be dealing with that anymore. <laughs> oh. I uh, I watched the match at the weekend. The Liverpool Man United match. And same old, innit? Like, we were much the better team. Liverpool, I support Liverpool by the way, just in case anyone didn't figure that out, any non-detectives out there. Uh, yeah, much the better team, but Jose Mourinho, he got what he came for, didn't he? He got exactly what he came for. He, Mourinho plays against the big sides the way little sides play against the big sides, which is just, let's try and get a draw, because he knows it's a six-point game. If we're, we were seven points behind them, so... If we win, we're only four points behind. If they win, they're ten points. And he knows if he defends for 90 minutes and tries to nick one on the break, he's either going to keep it at seven or stretch it to ten. Don't risk getting to ten if it's going to get you to four as a point lead in this in these six-pointer games. He knows what he's doing. He got what he came for. But, you know, we should have won. We had chances. That save from De Gea was just annoying. There's not another keeper on the planet who'd have made that save. And then Salah afterwards, he takes it off Coutinho, who would have just took the net off and puts it slightly wide. And I, I hate criticising Salah because I actually love him. I want to bring him round for tea, make his dinner and play FIFA with him. He's a big, smiley, happy Egyptian man and I love him. But if he takes that ball off Coutinho's foot, he's got to put it in the net. To put it wide was just criminal for me. Ugh. And then a chance for Emre Khan as well at the second half. It's Yeah, we should have won the game. What was good is, although United didn't offer much going forward, when they did, you know, the defence was a lot better. A lot Like, Joe Gomez, man of the match, and he was. He's a future Liverpool captain, as far as I'm concerned. He'll, he'll, he'll move to centre-back eventually. He's getting his experience at right-back because, you know, you make a mistake at right-back, it's not as damaging you make a mistake at centre-back. So... 
it's right to give them the experience out there. Moreno was okay for the game. He did he did all right. He's out of position a few times, but you know that that's just him. But what annoyed me about Moreno, and this is going to sound quite. If you're not really into football, you won't really understand this. But I was watching the match in a pub in Sheffield, so I'm watching it on Sky Sports, and it shows you the tunnel before the game. And he was talking to the United players and hugging them, David de Gea and um. And a Herrera, and he's hugging them. And I get it, they're all Spanish and they're all mates from the Spanish national team. But I don't give a shit. It's a Liverpool Man United match. I don't care if your brother plays for the next team. For the next 90 minutes, mate, I want you to want to fucking kill him. You've got to hate them. Can you imagine if Gerard and Carragher were still playing for Liverpool and were in that tunnel with Alberto Moreno? And watch them go over to two or three United players, hug them and start having a laugh with them. That's not what that game's about. It's a massive rivalry between two cities. And I'm sure United fans felt the exact same about their players having a laugh with Moreno. It's disgusting. That game's got so much fire in it. It's one of the it should be one of the best games on the calendar in English football, but Jose Mourinho will do his best to, to ruin that. I really enjoyed the game. I don't think it was a good game for neutrals, but I think if you were a Liverpool or United fan, it was a very good game to watch. Certainly for Liverpool, I know a few United fans are annoyed with the way you know he sits with a back nine and just pings it up to Lukaku up front. But it was a good game to watch. But it should should have been feistier. It was better when both teams had local talent streaming through the middle of it. Uh, and it's it's just sad to see that, just to see players from both sides having a laugh in the tunnel before it. I put that on Twitter, and some guy replied and said, it's just a game, it's not just a game, it's just not. Even if you could like win me round and say, on the whole, football's just a game, and that would be difficult, because it means so much to me. It It baffles me how much football means to me, because I'm quite a logical person a lot of the time. And if something doesn't really affect someone and they get worried about it, I'll talk to myself and go, it doesn't really matter to your life that, so don't worry about it. But that's the exact same with football with me. And if Liverpool lose, I can be in a bad mood for up to three months. It's so much more than a game. And it means too much to the people at that match and the people watching that match with their families at home who couldn't get a ticket. It means more to them than you can imagine. And you can't... That game in particular... I hate United more than I hate Everton. Hate's a strong word. I know that. And I fucking stand by it. <laughs> I've got a lot of friends who are United fans and will have friendly banter the whole season. But on that game day, I want Liverpool to do everything they can. I want them to hate that opposition and do everything they can to ruin their weekend. And hugging the players in the tunnel before the match is just not on the agenda for me. Lovren had a good game, uh, which is annoying. I'll qualify that, okay? It's annoying that Lovren can have... Lovren has... I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I did my tour date in Aberdeen, and I had a great support act with me called Gareth Much, who's a lad from... I think he lives between Edinburgh and Glasgow, sort of in the middle of the two. And he's a Liverpool fan. And... 
I was saying to him, I think Lovren tries his best at all times. I genuinely believe that. I just don't think his best is good enough for Liverpool Football Club. But then there's about nine games every season. So he'll play 40 games a season, 31 of them. He's got three or four mistakes in him and he can lose us the match. And then there's nine games a season where he looks like a prime Baresi or Nesta or Maldini and he just wins every header. He makes every tackle, makes every clearance. And you watch those nine games and I'm sure that's what keeps him in the team for Jürgen Klopp because he sees him after those nine games and go, we just need to make him more consistent. But he hasn't got that consistency. So these nine games are annoying because it keeps him in a job. But we, we need to... We need to be in. That's that's the still a big weak link for me. It'd be easy to come away this week and go. It looks like Lovren's improving, but in his time at Liverpool, there's been so many games like this, where he just has a worldie of a game, and then the next week he's back to looking like an injured Titus Bramble. Yeah, so that's still the priority for me in January. Get a centre back in. Either Van Dijk or, you know, someone else. Just someone to play alongside Matip and long-term to compete with Gomez for that for that centre-back partnership. And we also need we need someone who's going to just put the ball in the back of this, scores a goal every game. They've got Lukaku. Lukaku was shit on, was it Saturday? Saturday. Lukaku was shite on Saturday. And he still could have won the game for them because he had that one chance. Okay, he didn't put it away. But that's I think that's the first shot he's missed in a fucking United chase, isn't it? We need one of them. We like I love Firmino, but he's you know he's gonna be great in the Champions League when we go away to Barcelona if we get through this group. And he can play defensively. But against, like against teams who are gonna defend Smaller clubs who are going to defend. Smaller clubs like, you know, Swansea, Burnley, Everton, Man United. Teams who are going to come and sit back. We need someone who, when they get that one chance, they're going to put it in the back of the net. Because I don't think we've necessarily got that at the minute. Firmino was offside for his one chance in this game. And he should have buried it and he never. I know he was offside and it would have counted, but he still missed. And Salah still missed. I love Salah. I love Firmino. And I love Mane, but none of them are completely ruthless going forward. And that's what I think that's what we need as well. If we can get a, a goal scorer and a centre-back in January, it'll transform this team. It really will. And luckily, like if we can get out this Champions League group, the, I, I think come January at the minute, the way we defend regularly I think come January we're going to be well out this title race we're already about nine points off at the at the minute we'll, we'll be well away from any title race by January I think we'll be competing for those top four again and that's okay at the minute that's okay it's not what we wanted but the second half of the season that's when the Champions League kicks off properly we should be getting out of this group and if we make the changes in January we're not going to be out the Champions League race we can compete this is the thing against the big teams. We that's when we're at our best. So we get a goal scorer and a centre back in January. I think we could get to the semis, the Champions League, 
push for the final. And you just never know. We won a, we won the Champions League with Jimmy Traore and Milan Barros in the squad. So who knows? Ugh. Right, this is going to be a very short episode of the podcast. Just due to time constraints, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to wrap it up. A um, few announcements, I suppose. Uh, Friday's episode, the one that comes out on Friday... It'll have some new material in it for you. I'm going to record some new material at Hot Water Comedy Club this week. Uh, if you're listening to this and you look for something to do, by the way, uh, tonight, tomorrow and Wednesday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I will be at Hot Water Comedy Club. Tonight I'll be recording some old material to release as video clips on my Facebook page. Uh, and tomorrow and Wednesday I'll be doing some brand new material that I've just wrote over the past few days and just see if it's funny. And we'll put a recording of some of that in Friday's episode. Uh the tour pretty much every day is well on its way to sold out now so if you are getting tickets just get them soon seven of the Liverpool shows seven of the Liverpool tour dates have sold out the eighth and final date uh, I think it's got 22 tickets left at the start of this recording they should go soon that's on Wednesday the 22nd of November at 9.30pm at Hot Water Comedy Club yeah and then this weekend, also, I will be at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester. So if you're a Manchester follower, there's no Manchester tour date. If you want to come and see me do some stuff, I'll be at the Frog Friday and Saturday this week. Tickets on their website, not on mine. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, I'll, I'll be plugging this over the next couple of weeks, to be honest. I've got a really good mate. If you've seen any of me Liverpool tour dates... Uh, the guy who supports me is a lad from Preston called Freddie Quinn. He'll be supporting every day I do in Liverpool. Uh, he is recording a one-hour special on Monday the 30th of November. And tickets for that are totally free. But you have to book them on the Hot Water Comedy Club website. Go and book them and come and see Freddie. He's one of my favourite comedians working in the UK. At the minute he works very, very hard. He's worked so hard on this show. And he's recording it. You know, he's going to send this thing to Netflix to see if they want to have a look at it. He's going to send it all over the world. It's going to be released online. He's recording it to a ridiculously high standard. He's paying a lot of money to get it recorded. And he just needs a full room. And it's free. So, I'll be there that night to support and watch him. And you should go too. That'll be the end of this week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Follow me on SoundCloud. Like my Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Do all that sort of stuff. Uh, and one last final thing, terrible news this morning. Uh, so this podcast, we would I, I'd just like to say, you know, RIP to the, one of the most amazing comics Britain has ever produced in Sean Hughes. Rest in peace, mate. Uh, I'm sorry I never got the chance to meet you and tell you how much I enjoyed your work. But yeah, God bless. I hope if there is another side, you're in the right part of it. I'm sure you will be. Uh, rest in peace. It's such sad news. I don't know what else to say. Uh, Yeah, that's the end of the podcast. See you on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Have a nice week. Goodbye.